Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. We're an LDS couple who struggled with unwanted pornography in our marriage for many years. What was once our greatest struggle and something we thought would destroy us has become our greatest blessing and triumph. Our hope is that as you listen to our podcast each week, you'll be filled with hope and healing and realize that you too can thrive beyond pornography and create the marriage you have always desired. Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography. We're so glad you're here and we believe in you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Monday. This is Thrive Beyond Pornography. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. I have with me Darcy. Hi, guys. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hopefully you guys are doing well. Happy New Year. This is the first podcast of the new year. Uh, I I had a great new year. We, we have a really great balcony that overlooks uh, part of St. George, and we can see all the fireworks and people light off fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> every every holiday, it seems like. I mean, we had 4th of July. Nobody did it on Christmas, but 4th of July, July 24th. All the legal days. All, all the legal <laughs> days. New Year's, tons of fireworks. So if you're listening to this podcast, we're excited to see what you will do in 2023, what it's going to bring you, and how your life is going to change for the better by not just overcoming porn, but by putting yourself in a position to thrive. If you're ready to make 2023 the year that you thrive beyond pornography, join us this Thursday for our free masterclass at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. You can register at zackspafford.com slash free call. We're going to be talking about the one shift you need to create a life where you can thrive beyond pornography. And just to start there, I think I think you can, like, doing being able to thrive beyond pornography or create a life where porn is no longer part of your life, you can do that whether your spouse participates in that conversation or not. But doing it with your spouse can create the relationship that you have been dreaming of. In, in the process of working with the hundreds of men and women, there is a clear advantage for those who are married and who do the work with their spouses. So today, we'd like to talk about three distinct advantages that come when you and your spouse work together on the process of thriving beyond pornography. And those three advantages, I'm just going to name them out here for you, and then we're going to talk about them. Number one, she's going to see you more clearly than anyone. And we're going to talk about what that means and why that's important. The number two is she's going to be able to move beyond betrayal more effectively. And for those of you who have a wife who is struggling, who is frustrated, who is in a place that is unhappy, this is going to be a game changer. And I just, so, uh, and you're going to mention this podcast a little bit later, so I don't want to, like, jump the shark here, but um, we had, we have a client whose wife listened to a podcast that we did a couple weeks ago that she listened to that and she was like, wait, I didn't realize how much work I still had to do in this process. He's going through his own version of this process, and she didn't realize, you know, she thought she was pretty good about it all, and then she heard this podcast, and she thought, oh my gosh, I've got so much to do. 
And then number three is thriving isn't just stopping pornography viewing. And we're going to talk more about that. So first, let's talk about she's going to see you more clearly than anyone. So if you are truly ready to overcome pornography and begin to thrive, the perspective of your spouse is really essential. This is a vital role that our closest person can play for us. Seeing ourselves more clearly can be difficult without some external input. I think a lot of uh, coaches say it's tough to read the label from inside the bottle. And this, I think, is a really good example of that. So, Darcy, how have you been able to see me more clearly and help me see myself through your insight? All right. So, no one knows us as well as our spouse does. There's not a single person on the planet that genuinely knows us like our spouse does. When you live with someone and you're in that close quarters, you see everybody, you see what your spouse is doing, you you genuinely begin to track them and understand what it is that they're doing. As we began to thrive beyond pornography and create a relationship where we were able to talk openly about what was going on for each of us, it made a big impact on our healing and our relationship. In the beginning, we spent more time hiding from each other to self-protect and project the best image of who we were to each other. As we moved further down the road, we both started being more willing to see each other and also see each other more clearly. It was very uncomfortable for me to really see Zach as someone who chose to look at pornography. I wanted to see him as my next to perfect husband because that is who I wanted him to be. And it felt way better to see him that way. There were times when Zach would come to me and say, uh, help me see what I can't see. When he was humble enough and willing to listen to the things that I saw that he didn't yet see, it was helpful for both of us. And I, by the way, I would not expect that to be the very first thing that happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it takes time and it takes energy and it takes effort on both sides to do that. Yes, for sure. So this was not me like forcing him to see what I wanted him to see, but it was him genuinely coming to me, wanting to be better, wanting to understand what it was that I saw in him that he was struggling to see himself. This is not an easy thing to do. We as humans don't typically like hearing and seeing what it is that our partners see about us. It's hard to confront the ugly parts of us that we would prefer to hide from and not see. There were times I would notice patterns in Zach's behavior that if he was willing to hear, I could point out to him. There were definitely times when he didn't want to hear what it was that I had to say because it was hard for him to hear the truth, to really take in and listen to what it was that I thought about him, that I saw in him. He didn't always like the reflection of who he was being held up in front of him so clearly, right? Because when our partner's like, hey, this is what I see you do. This is how I see you. This is what... This is what your behavior is and how it's impacting me. Yeah, that that's a really hard mirror to look into and and do that in a humble, willing yeah, you have to Attitude. be yeah, you have to be willing to reflect on that behavior and go, okay, what what is it about that behavior that I 
can stand behind and what is it about that behavior that I cannot stand behind that I can see isn't benefiting my relationship and it's not benefiting me, which is a different lens than I think we often bring to these things. Oftentimes we like we drop into defense mm-hmm. and this is not an easy thing to do, but it is an essential thing to do if you want to be able to get better both at dealing with your your emotional state so that you're not choosing pornography, but also creating the relationship that you want. This is refounding it. This is like putting putting it up from you know ground zero to what you want it to look like. This is a concept that absolutely goes both ways. There were many times when Zach was able to help me see things that I either didn't see about myself or that I was didn't want to see or that I was just completely unaware of. Yeah, absolutely. So number two, she'll be able to move beyond betrayal more effectively. One of the most difficult parts of creating a relationship that can thrive beyond pornography is healing from the disorganization that comes when a husband or a wife learns of their spouse's pornography use. It, it really can feel like you are carrying around a boat anchor until this part of what's going on gets resolved. One thing that I've observed over the years of doing this with many of my clients that I've worked with that have made these you know, remarkable progress toward the goal of becoming porn-free is that that newfound triumph has often been dampened by the real and meaningful feelings of a spouse who has not yet been able to heal from the loss of what she thought the marriage was and who she thought her spouse was. You know, Darcy had this vision of who she thought I was and who she thought I should be, and I wasn't living up to that. And then when I told her I, you know, I had this pornography struggle, that really was disorganizing for her. She thought it I was, was someone. Crushing. Yeah. It was crushing, right? It, to have, I mean, it essentially felt like the rug was pulled out from under me because it was so different from what I thought my marriage was and, and who I thought Zach was. Right. So what have you done to move beyond the sense of betrayal that you had when you found out that I had been using pornography? So if you go back and listen to episode 170, it's titled, I think, Six Shifts That Helped Me Move Beyond Betrayal. I talked in detail about some of the things that helped me really move beyond Zach's pornography struggle. Um, So if you haven't listened to that episode, I suggest you go back and do that. However, I would like to share one story that comes to mind when I think about how I have been able to move forward. So in my mind, I have this grand idea of what it meant and what it looked like for Zach to choose pornography. Um, I often viewed it as a personal attack against me. And I also had just in my mind, like the idea, the image of who it is that chooses porn, you know, and I, I didn't, that image that I got from growing up and just all the years sitting in Sunday school and Relief Society and Young Women's, that vision of who chose porn was not a very positive one. I would think and say things like, am I just not worth it enough for you to stop looking at porn? And I would think things like, if you loved me more, you would just stop. Don't you think about me when you choose to do that? Why can't you just stop yourself from choosing porn by thinking about me and our relationship and what impact this has and plays in our relationship when you choose porn? Right, like all of those ideas were just really strong in my mind. I just couldn't 
un- understand why it was that he couldn't just stop. So one night, I became a fly on the wall. Quite by I, accident. Yeah. <laughs> Zach thought I was sleeping. Anyways, and I watched Zach desperately try to find something, anything that he could find that would be, you know, sexually arousing or exciting. Um, and I, for the first time, was able to see Zach and his struggle with pornography so clearly. Uh, we talk about this in a previous episode, uh, titled like the last time I went down the rabbit hole or something like that. Um, but anyways, it was not this like amazing private sexual experience that Zach was having and that I had kind of envisioned in my mind of what it would look like if, if Zach were to choose porn. It was like party, disco ball, <laughs> music. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, I just looked at it in my brain. Like I imagined it so different than what I actually saw. Uh-huh. Um, and what I actually saw, it was truly sad. It felt desperate and really quite pathetic. Thanks for that. I know. <laughs> but but that's the truth. Like, that's what I saw. And I realized at that moment that Zach choosing porn was really not about me. I didn't have to make it mean anything more than he was struggling and that the way he had trained himself to deal with his struggles in life was to seek out sexual imagery. And that was a big shift for me because in my brain, I just saw it so differently. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I think, I think a lot of partners see their spouse's choice around pornography as a personal affront and and that their choice is about them. And I think this was a really clear like space for you to see that it wasn't about you and how that allowed you to just kind of step beyond that sense of betrayal and move to a place where this no longer was a, a meaning frame that was directed at you, but it was a meaning frame that I used to manage myself. Mm-hmm. And that allowed you to just step away from it. How did that help you become maybe a more effective partner in our relationship? So I think this experience, just with pornography in general, has helped me to be more honest with Zach about who I am and the things that I struggled with, you know, for a lot of years, I kind of viewed Zach as perfect. And if Zach was perfect and I wasn't, then gosh, I got to hide myself. Right. And so realizing that we're both perfect humans has been really quite freeing for me. Um, it has been comforting to realize that I don't have to be perfect to be loved. You meant imperfect humans, not perfect humans. Yes. Okay, good. I don't know. What did I I say? I mean, I guess we are perfect humans because all humans are just like we are. So (laughs) (laughs) this is is what it looks like. It's kind of a (laughs) mixed bag, honestly. But yeah, imperfect humans. Yes. Okay. Um, It has also helped me to understand and appreciate my Savior and his infinite love for me. Yeah. I like that. Uh, What did... What did healing from that breach do for you in our marriage? So when you went from maybe just kind of carrying around that boat anchor that I referred to earlier to a place where it stopped being a betrayal at every turn, what did that do for you? What did that do for our marriage? Yeah. So healing from this breach has honestly been an incredible experience. Uh, It has been filled with many ups and downs, but in the long run, 
and the many years that we've dealt with this has been way more ups than downs. And I'm genuinely grateful for this experience because it has helped us to grow up in ways that I don't think would have happened had we not had to go through this trial. And I think a lot of us like can look back on the trials that we do go through, not necessarily around pornography, but if you look back in your life, even just your childhood or whatever, the trials that you've gone through, there has been an upside to it. And you can look back, not when you're going through it, because when you're going through it, it sucks, right? Nobody's like, yes, please let me go through this trial. I love it. It's so amazing, right? But you can look back and see the growth and how it has strengthened your character and helped you grow, no matter what the outcome of that trial is. Yeah, and I think it's hard to be grateful for our trials at times. I know it, we've had... Well, when we're going through them, yeah, it's super when, hard, right? Yeah. Especially when we're in the middle of them, especially when we're in the middle of them. I mean, we've had clients who were like, I wish my husband was a drug, drug addict instead mm-hmm. of a porn addict. And that's tough. That's a tough space to be in because that means that this is a really, really damaging place to be mentally. And being able to walk past that and go and heal and grow from that by reflecting on, well, what does it actually mean that he's choosing this or that he has chosen this in the past? And maybe he's not choosing it anymore, but it still hurts. Mm -hmm. And being able to grow beyond that, that's huge. That's a really big deal. Well, and I think this has really helped us to be able to create a relationship that has a more solid foundation because this struggle helped us very clearly to see where the holes were that we had. Yeah. Yeah. And and how to deal with them and you know we we had to address them. Well, and speaking about you know all those holes that we had to address, you know, thriving isn't just stopping pornography viewing, right? So which was the third item on the list. So great segue there. Thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you've been you've been planning that this whole entire time. So thriving isn't just that like, oh, I got this one thing done. I'm no longer choosing pornography. It's right. It's the entire relationship growing to a place where pornography isn't going to break the relationship ever again. And and I think it, I want to be clear here, too, that this doesn't necessarily mean that pornography is 100 percent gone. I don't think it has to be to get to that place where you can thrive, mm-hmm. because even if you have the right tools and a solid foundation if there is a moment where you choose porn for five minutes, that five minutes doesn't have to, you know, completely dissolve your entire foundation right. and ruin everything that you've created. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that there isn't a place where you can get to where porn no longer is a struggle. It is simply to say that you're you living with a human and that human is going to make mistakes Sometimes that means they're going to maybe look at porn for a minute, and sometimes that means they're going to do something else. It doesn't really matter what it is. These tools are about building a relationship where you can overcome and surmount any difficulty that comes your way, including pornography, yeah. especially pornography. And you know, the reason that we, this is the reason that we updated the name of the podcast to Thrive Beyond Pornography is that even though people can stop viewing pornography, there are elements of life that don't automatically get fixed when that you know, switches flipped. Let's just say tomorrow, everything else remained the same and tomorrow you never looked at porn again, would everything be good in your relationship? And I would pretty much guarantee the answer is not entirely, 
right? So that's what we're talking about. Because if it's not pornography, it's something else, right? right? It's it's more just learning the tools and how to interact with your spouse around challenges that is what it's all about. Right. When we got to a place where pornography wasn't a regular issue, there was still quite a bit of change and growth that had to take place. And I wish we had understood that in the beginning, but we didn't. You know, our real lives took the path of reframing the problem, moving beyond pornography, moving beyond betrayal. And then we had to refound the relationship on more solid footing. And after that, we had to learn ways to interact and react to each other that created the thriving marriage that we have now. I think how we refounded our relationship started me with me realizing that Darcy it wasn't going to be able to make me happy. Right? There was nothing she could do in her day-to-day interactions with me that was going to create happiness within me. I had to do that work myself. I also had to learn what my real priorities were, and then I had to begin living them. Now, am I per- perfect at that? Darcy will tell you I'm not. <laughs> I am not. I'm definitely not. But I had to create happiness for myself, and I had to be willing to not make Darcy a priority over my own happiness. And that might sound a little bit strange to those of us who grew up on Disney movies where, you know, your Prince Charming comes in and happily ever after. But it's not about not making Darcy a priority. It's not making her a priority over who I am and who I want to be and holding on to myself. I had to start going and doing things that I liked doing. I had to create a space where I belonged to myself while still being able to choose her. And this is Let's be really clear here. This is a line that we get to walk because it's a balance between being a net taker in your relationship by being selfish and not valuing your spouse's feelings or desires versus being a true partner who can hold on to themselves and still show up as an equal in the relationship. So you have to be really clear. This is not, oh, I, you know... (laughs) Oh, Zach says that today I just have to do whatever makes me happy and create my own happiness and then ignore your wife for the rest of your life. That's not going to work, buddy. Uh, this is really about making sure that you hold on to yourself in those conversations with her. Make yourself a priority, not just being a doormat, but also being a partner at at an equal level. And And so many of the men that I work with, man, this is a tough thing because they're in that nice guy mode and they're just like, if I could just make her happy, and if she could just make me happy, we'd be all right. So for you, what did you do, Darcy, in that period to refound the relationship and really step into the relationship while holding on to yourself? Yeah. So for me, I stopped waiting on whether or not you chose porn or didn't chose porn, didn't choose porn, I think is how I should say that, (laughs) (laughs) to feel the way I wanted to feel. I spent so many years on an emotional roller coaster, up and down, up and down, allowing your actions to determine whether or not I was going to be okay. I also started to become capable of hearing your truth without going into solving your problems mode. Meaning like if I came to you and I was like, hey, I'm feeling really stressed today. You weren't like, oh, well, let me solve that problem. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, it was like, oh, I got to, I got to make sure he's not stressed because if he's stressed, he'll look at porn, right? right? Like I stopped getting into that. I got to fix his problems. And for so many women, we want to make it easy on others, right? We spend so much of our time serving our children, our neighbors, our spouse, 
our, you know, in our church callings, right? We are constantly doing things for others. Um, and for many of us, it gives us a sense of accomplishment and like we are contributing to the world in a positive and meaningful way. However, when this is all we do, we begin to lose ourselves in the service of others and not in a good way. Yeah. Being able to hear that Zach was struggling with any number of things and not taking it on as my problem was so freeing. I began to see Zach as willing and able to solve his own problems and that he didn't need me to rescue him from himself. I learned to see Zach as an equally capable partner who I loved. It also helped me to realize that I too am capable of so much more than I gave myself credit for. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and this is such hard work. It, it really is. It's really hard work. And I, <laughs> hey, I want to help you guys uh, overcome porn and create the relationships that you want. Also, it's really hard. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, that's a terrible sales pitch. So I'm sorry, uh, those of you who are listening. But it really is. It's the hard work of being able to stand in what I call the breach and look out at the storm and and face it that that you are going to have to face at one point or another no matter what. And if you if you can face it willingly and with your eyes wide open, you can start to see the things that you can change. Because there are some things you're never going to be able to change. There's some things that you're not going to have any control over. But the things that you can change, you'll see those things clearly and you'll start to be able to deal with them face first, full on. And, and that is going to give you such a great sense of accomplishment, even though it's hard. Well, and on that note it's everything's hard, right? It's hard to not do this work. It's hard to do this work. So it's like, I can either choose to do the hard that sucks and doesn't ever seem to get better, or I can do the hard that's going to get me to where I want to be. And I would choose the hard that's going to get me the end results that I want all day, every day. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you put meaning behind things when you put meaning behind the work that you're doing or the hard that you're feeling, that's when it starts to become worthwhile. So if the meaning that you're putting behind the heart is, well, I just have to endure this forever and, you know, maybe in heaven it'll get better, then that I think that's a very difficult meaning to live with for too long. Whereas if the meaning that I put behind it is, if I can face this with my eyes wide open and with a willingness to change and grow, then I know that I can thrive and have a good life right now. I don't mm-hmm. have to wait. And that, to me, is so valuable. It's so much more valuable than the idea that I got, I got to wait until you know Jesus comes to make it all better. Not that he won't. I'm just saying, if I have to wait till then, I don't want to wait till then. I'll be, I'll be honest, I'm impatient. But I also, I, I don't necessarily want to do the hard work. So, you know, you got to make that choice. You got to be willing to take that, that leap. Yeah, and and I just keep going back to this idea of we are so hung up on perfection in this area. Yeah. And we've got to get to perfect perfect to be good enough, to be enough, to be lovable, to be okay, to be in a happy marriage. But if we can look at it as progress over perfection, it's going to get us to happiness, I think, a lot faster. Yeah. If we can celebrate the wins and see progress as a win, that is so, so valuable in this process of eliminating pornography from your life, 100%. 
All right, my friends, we're so grateful that you are here. Don't forget to register, zackspafford.com slash free call, and happy new year. We love you guys. Please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.